Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Later than advertised, sorry about that. Uh, just going to talk about some of the questions I've been asked this week. Uh, the main questions that I've been asked are regarding implants under the muscle, which is a common one, get that a lot. And also, um, Kate, I think you've been in touch to talk about, you are about infection and implants. So, um, first of all, the muscle thing. Uh, Carolina, I don't know if you're out there, but I know that you're... Uh, worried about whether you should have the implant on top of the or behind the muscle and it's a tricky one and one that um, I talk talk a lot about and what I normally say is that there's no right or wrong with under or over the muscle there's good and bad a lot of people come to me and say well can I have the implants under the muscle please because they're more natural so um it's not strictly true that implants under the muscle are more natural. I don't know where that, if that is written somewhere or some, I, I get it a lot, a lot of people say it, but if you have implants under the muscle, they can be held high and that doesn't look natural, or if you have, so you can get an unnatural look when they're under the muscle, but at the same time, the problem comes if you haven't got much covering over your chest, if you're very slim and you haven't got much breast tissue and you have the implants on top of the muscle, then that doesn't look natural because you can see the edges of the implant. So there is a reason for why implants would look more natural if they're under the muscle, but they don't necessarily look more natural just by the fact that they're under the muscle. So what I normally say is it's in the right person. Um, um, and um, So, Carolina, you're worried about it. I think I've said I'd go on top of the muscle. You're worried that it might need to be under the muscle and because I, I think you've said you're worried that they're going to look rounded and look odd on top of the muscle. So the general principle is good and bad about both. If you put them on top of the muscle, it doesn't hurt as much and the recovery's uh, easier because it's um, obviously every time you move, it doesn't, you're not, you're not, when it's under the muscle, you're exercising the muscle. So when it's on top of the muscle, it's more comfortable and also the implant sits with the breast which means that, that that gives it actually a more natural shape potentially when it's on top of the muscle that is a natural thing if the implant sitting with the breast particularly if you sit breast sitting low um, so if you're breast sitting low then I would be more inclined to put the implant on top of the muscle because it sits with the breast um, the problem with putting it on top of the muscle as I say if you're very slim and especially if you can see your ribs then you worry that you'll be able to see the implant or feel the implant and get rippling and things like that. So uh, that's where the muscle comes in because the muscle gives it an extra layer of cover. And so the muscles, uh, it's less likely to see, see or feel it if you put it under the muscle. But the problem with putting it under the muscle is that it hurts more and the recovery is slower because every time you move, you're, moving, you're exercising that muscle. Also, the muscle can hold the implant up high, which as I say, it doesn't look natural. Sometimes the muscle can hold it wide. If you've ever seen a really wide cleavage, that's usually in a submuscular placement of implants, which they haven't released the muscle properly because there's some what's called perforating blood vessels here, and some surgeons are worried about damaging those vessels. Um, and if you don't release the muscle properly, here on the side, the muscle holds the implant 
tilts to the side and gives this not very attractive wide cleavage. So that's um, a risk with under the muscle. Also, when you get animation, def- you can get animation deformities, which means when you exercise, if you go to the gym, then uh, every time you move your your arm, because your, your breast, if you like, or at least your implant, it's underneath your pec muscle. Every time you exercise your pec, the breast moves. It's called an animation deformity. So that a risk. Uh, that, that those are risks. Thank you um, for underneath uh, the muscle. So it's a balance and. Um, Carolina, in your case, I know you're coming back to before the surgery and we'll talk about it in person, but if someone, if I think someone needs to have it underneath the muscle, then I, I would be wary about putting it over the muscle. Having said that, I did do that a few weeks ago. I had a patient who was adamant they wanted it on top of the muscle, and I thought they needed it under the muscle, and I did do it, and it was fine. So it just shows you there's no 100% in any of this stuff. Um... um I will answer you in a minute, Anna. Um, I think <laughs> you've asked a question in Italian. Um, so, but as a general rule, if you want, if I think you need it under the muscle, it's probably best to put it under the muscle. But if I think you need it on top of the muscle, like your case, Carolina, you're a, you're a borderline case, and if you want it under the muscle, then that's fine. I mean, I'll be guided by you, and I see my job as telling you the pros and cons of things. And at the end of the day, it's your body, and you have to take a balanced judgment on that and if you want it under the muscle then that's fine and you're absolutely right it's less likely you're going to get rippling and things if you put it under the muscle so those are the good things about it given the potential bad things it's a balance a lot of this stuff is all a balance a lot of medicine people think that oops sorry people think that doctors have got all the answers and know you know what's going to happen but things happen side effects happen problems happen we don't know what you know we just say usually this is the right medicine to take or the right course of action but we're not you know it wrong sometimes or not get it wrong you know sometimes even if 90 patients are going to be benefited by having a treatment 10 aren't or 99 are and one's not just because one doesn't get benefited by that treatment doesn't mean you are wrong to give the treatment it's just a complication potential sort of side effect so things happen and that's life and that's one of the things about practicing medicine i guess um the other question was about the, um, that's from Kate. Kate's got implants in and is worried because she's got a cyst. I think it is an infected cyst nearby her breast or on her breast and is worried that it's going to get to the implant. And um, the answer is then that that could happen. An infection from the skin could get to the implant. So you have to keep an eye on that. It's unlikely because usually uh, an infection in a cyst would be localized to the cyst and would uh, not spread that deeply and uh, even if you've got a small breast there'd be quite a long distance from the implant to the skin so the, the infection would have to spread quite a lot and you have to get what's called cellulitis which means the surrounding skin would have to get pretty red and angry um, but it's a potential that the cyst could cause the implant to get infected so you need to not get let that get out of hand but I would think it would, I would imagine it's just a case of going to get some antibiotics uh, from your GP um, and, and hopefully that infection on that cyst was, would sort itself out. More commonly with infection with an implant is when you get an infection around the wound, around the incision. That's what we worry about. That's why the sort of danger period for infection is the first uh, week or two because that, that's when the wound's healing because the wound is sort of like a direct path from the skin to the implant. Having said that, there are three layers of sutures, so we, or at least I do, three layers of closure. Um, um, 
over the implant, so it's not like a direct, and it's not like if the skin opens up, you'll be able to see implants straight away. There's three layers there. So, um, so there's that. So that's the two questions I had. Um, see that thing about the eBay, the eBay um, implants? I've written a blog post about that. That lady who put her implants on eBay. Um, it's got quite a lot of media coverage of that, but I think, to be honest with you, I think it's just a... I don't know why she was doing it. I didn't really see the eBay um, uh, posting, but I think I think she's had to take it down, or at least eBay have taken it down now. Um, but uh, I didn't I didn't think much of it to be honest. But but I think the main because I think maybe someone would buy want to buy implants because they're, they're, and I guess if they're her implants, you know. You, but um, I think the main worrying thing was that she was saying they were sterile or something. So. I don't know if there was an implication there that someone was like, can actually put the implants in someone else. So that, that, that I think, is that then you've got an issue there. But uh, you don't have to find someone to do it. But um, as I said in my blog post, anyone could do it. But um, but I don't think she would find anyone to do it. The more worrying is stuff like the fillers, you know, because the fillers you can buy on eBay and anyone can and does inject it into people. And you hear all sorts of uh, horror stories about that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I'm digressing a bit there. So, uh, Anna, I think, uh, uh, does that, quando venite a Napoli, does that mean when when are you visiting Naples? Is that what that means? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we, we do go to Naples um, a fair, well, I was going to say a fair bit then. We don't go to Naples a fair bit at all. We go to, <laughs> we go to Naples once every couple of years probably um, because I've got family in uh, Capri or Capri, um, and uh, we do go and visit them. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if we're going to go this year. Our holidays are very much um, last minute. Uh, is the way we plan stuff. Uh, so I might be um, coming to Naples this year uh, to, uh, to Capri to see the family. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, so uh, so. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for live asking a question. That's what it's all about. Any other live question asking about my holiday arrangements or anything else? Maybe, in, you know, plastic surgery even questions would be gratefully received. Um, I do hope no one's actually asking a question now, typing a question now, and I'm going to stop the thing and then they, then they get upset that I haven't answered it. Um, if that happens, I think I will be able to see it afters and I will be, pick it up next week. But um, I think those are the questions we've had today, uh, this week. Um, but if I have forgotten anything, then I will cover it next week. And if you think of any questions or if anyone's got any questions, then please Facebook me, tweet me, email me, or Laura best, Laura at stadioplasticsurgery.co.uk, and I will uh, ask them next week, this time, 7 o'clock, I think it's happening next week, is it? I think next week's good. Yeah, I think next week's good. And um, I'm going to sign off now. Uh, and I will see you on the other side. Next week, I mean, on the other side. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.